Everyone has a unique gift, and Mike and Diana, host of the One Life podcast, believe that most people don't know how to use their gifts or what they are. Mike and Diana want you to see things from a different perspective and be true to yourself. The One Life podcast unites the world through art, fashion, music, and film. It inspires, motivates, and creates positive energy, love, and compassion to all communities and creates an equal playing field for all. On the One Life podcast, they cover topics like building relationships, overcoming adversity, habits of healthy people, and much, much more. We only have one life to live. Be yourself and live your truth. Add the One Life podcast to your playlist. That's the number one in e-life. Available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite podcast platform. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the World Life Podcast. I am Mike NYC Reed, and as always, I got my lovely co-host, Diana Gotti, from the AV Wellbeing Coalition, doing it the Gotti way. Oh, if, if looks could kill. <laughs> <laughs> I needed that. It's all good. It's all good. And we have our friend today, Michelle. Oh, my God. I just forgot your last name. I'm horrible at that. Michelle <laughs> Pendergast. Did I say it right? Yes, yeah, so I'm Yeah, some I'm help. sorry. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> From Live Oak Mental Wellness Project. How are yeah. you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm really excited to be here with you both. Thank you for having me. Oh, I, it's been a while because me and you talked a while back, and uh, we've been, I've been looking forward to having you on here. Thank you. So we're going to talk you. about a little mental health. We're going to talk, talk a little bit about um, positive psychology. Yeah. You know, this week, I, and I, I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks, every time I come on here, that it's been a week for me. Yeah. This week was a very challenging week. I know you scared me yesterday. So yes, so Monday, my I just had car troubles, right? And I've been trying to do everything myself because the dealerships right now are like their prices are incre- like ridiculous. I'm like, you know what? I need to learn how to fix cars. I've never worked on cars before, so I said I'm about to do this myself. So I started working on my car, and then yesterday I showed you like a picture, and I had to <laughs> I had to tear like the whole bumper out, and like everything was just the whole front wow. of the car was just off because i had to get to certain parts it's i I worked on that car until like 10 o'clock last night the whole day that's great it took me an hour just to take the bumper off that's how many uh uh, clips and screws like it was ridiculous at 10 o'clock last night i'd finally shut it down i even had marcy come over and help me shut it down at 10 o'clock went in the house tried to fix me something to eat and i put something in the microwave and do you know Half my house power just went out. Oh no! What? Why? I have no idea. You should see my house right now. I have about six extension cords going every different direction. It looks like like a crack house. Like I'm stealing power from the neighbors or something. Oh, oh my no. god! Oh, I spent though? I spent about a, so me and Angelo spent about an hour and a half last night trying to figure out like we flipped the breakers. You know, we was flipping the GFI switches. Nothing worked. Oh, my goodness. So even like this morning, I got up super early. I said, okay, fresh fresh brain. Let me figure this out. Still couldn't figure it out. I don't know what's wrong. Like, all the breakers are working, but half my house, and it's retarded how they wired the house. It's like one plug right here works, one don't. <laughs> so it's like I got my refrigerator, the where my refrigerator was, wasn't that plug was working. So I got an extension cord going across the kitchen. <laughs> You know, I have my fish tank. You know, I got fishes in there, so I had I got to save them. I got that plug going all the way to the wow. kitchen from the living room. It's you just crazy. have to be careful, though. What do you mean? Well, it, with house fires, that's how yeah, house I, fires start. And I can always recommend a great electrician because it sounds yeah. like one might be needed over there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I I, I, do, I do need one. Um, I've been trying to fig- figure it out myself, though. Yeah, that's but. actually like one of the number one reasons why houses uh, do burn down. Because of electric, electrical problems? No, because of the connections. You connect oh, yeah. one and then the cord because it overloads them. Well, I think, yes. yeah, I think that's what happened. My whatever, However they wired this house, something yeah, got overloaded. They overloaded. And for some reason, it won't come back on. So, yeah. It's a mess right, right now. That, and that sounds so horrible your entire day. I no, can't but, even imagine right. and, you taking know, all, the car apart. All week, <laughs> I, you know, I've been dealing with the car, right? I had to order parts from Amazon, and I'm doing it all myself. And then last night, I'm like, you know, what else can go wrong? And here my power. I'm like, are you serious right now? <laughs> like, something is going on. Oh, my on. God, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, I'm like, wow. You know, it's, it's funny because sometimes you think, like, you know, my week's horrible. And then you talk to someone, you're just like, 
it's not that bad. Yes. It's not that bad. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not saying, you know, like. No, I, no, I totally get it. I, and I'm pretty sure somebody is having a worse week than yeah. I am, right? So, Just to kind of cheer but, each other But you know up, what? You know? The one thing that, um, and I was talking to a friend of mine who's actually in the class, um, and, um, you know, we, we got partnered up with people. I'm pretty sure that you guys did that on the first quarter. Yes. So I actually reached out to her, and she actually asked me, uh, she says, okay, so what actually went well with you? Right. And, there, and if you really sit down and, and think about it, like there's a couple of things that actually went well last night. So I, I can't be too mad, you know. Yeah. You know what, and I always try to look at it and look for the parts that I can be grateful for. I noticed if I get myself into a place of gratitude, it pulls me out of the anger and the frustration. So it's almost like the faster I can get myself to that space, the less torture. Right, so that's what we're learning in our in our cap class is, you know, one of the things I think it was like last week, one of our lessons is like, you know, ask yourself like what actually went well. So it focuses on the gratitude part of positive, it. You know, yeah. Positive, yeah. So That's I had to fantastic. do that like last night. Like, yeah. You know what? Okay. <sighs> Sometimes we have to remind, we have to ground yeah. ourselves. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And I'm having one of those weeks too, so you are not alone. <laughs> right? It has been a learning week. Yeah. So I've just been t- taking it all in as, okay, what can I learn from all this? Mm. What can I do differently? Yeah, last night, what did I do? What did I do good and what good happened? That's a good right. one. I like that a lot. It is. Mm. Yeah, I do. So, um, so tell us, uh, yeah. Michelle, Live Oak, talk to us about that. You said you're a co-founder. I'm a co-founder, I yes. did not know this. So talk to us about it. How, how, how did that come into This has been a passion project of mine for okay. many, many years. Um, it came into fruition officially last year in October, like a few days around my 20th year um, sobriety anniversary. Okay. So it's, it's something that I've been dreaming, visualizing, and it, it actually came to fruition. I'm super excited about it. And it's, it's all about mental health, mental wellness. Um, we're actually having, can I share this yes, event? <clears throat> Maybe you'll let me do it a couple times. Um, no, you will. We're, we're having our first event, our first fundraising event um, this June 3rd. It starts, at, it's a 5K run walk. You don't have to run. You don't have to walk. You can just show up from 9 to 12 if you want. And uh, there's going to be vendor booths there offering available resources for anything and everything for mental health uh, that Saturday over at uh, Palmdale Finn and Feather Lake. Mm. Have you guys ever heard of that lake? No, I haven't. Tell me. Oh, yes, 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 yes. On Avenue S by Uh, off the freeway, right? Yes. But you know what? Interestingly enough, as I'm going through inviting people to this event, I'm hearing a lot of people say, oh, my gosh, where's what? Palmdale yeah. Fin and Feather Club? I don't know what that is. What is it? They've been around for since 1945. It's a private hunting and fishing club, and we all see that lake off the yeah. freeway okay. when you come in and out. So when I moved, first moved out here, I used to ask people, I was like, what is that? Yes. And someone that actually told me, they was like, oh, that's a private lake. Yeah. Yes. But fishing. let me tell you, people think it's for rich people. And nothing could be further yeah. from the truth. So, so I heard that when I moved out to the Antelope Valley back in 2007, and it intrigued me. So I went over there and asked some questions and thought, oh, my gosh, this is reasonable. We can mm. absolutely do this. So we signed up, and we ended up getting in a couple months after moving yeah. to the Antelope oh. Valley. I have a few friends that have memberships <clears throat> for fishing. Yes. Yes, I know. So a lot it's of big. That it's big on fishing already. Oh yeah, huge. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I don't fish. I don't hunt. I just use the lake to to run the path. It's it's almost a perfect five k, uh, mm. all the way around the lake. So this event is going to be held at the lake. We've gotten lake permission, so you don't okay. have to be a member to come. You can check it out. It's just beautiful. Ooh. Oh, so that's actually a, so. It's like a win win for everybody because yeah. you get to participate in the mental wellness walk, and you also get to explore this lake. That Absolutely, that's you huge. Normally, can't go to. And we got the lake to donate, so we're going to have this amazing raffle. I heard there's going to be a tattooed raffle. Oh. Um, there's tickets to Universal Studios, oh. um, Comedy Club. There's all kinds of prizes, but uh, Finn and Feather is so graciously given us a one-year free membership oh, to wow. raffle off to, and that's about a oh, $1,000 nice. value if you yeah, live out in uh, Los Angeles. Wow. This is so exciting. Yeah, and not only that, but I love that it does start um, – early enough that the sun won't be too hot starts at sign up and registration at 745 and and it's done by noon guys yes exactly yeah. so you can go do other stuff <laughs> yeah this is so much fun and um you know on tuesday at the sheriff 
uh, class, they were talking about the mental um, health uh, department. And there's just so much of that here in our Antelope Valley that I love that there's organizations um, that care and focus on our so well-being. Many. Mm-hmm. And you know, you were asking me how this, how I started, how this mm-hmm. all came yeah. to fruition. Um, I have several family members that have struggled um, with mental health issues forever. And um, there's really, I didn't know who to ask for, where to go. It was either go and call the police when things got to a crisis situation, go to the doctor that those are the two things, and then maybe a therapist. But whenever we hit up those those resources, there was never anything about who to call, where to go. Um, I'm finding now, as we began this nonprofit, there are so many beautiful souls out there that started other nonprofits to help benefit mental wellness. So there's that. That's our main vision: is we want to we want to bring individuals to all these resources that are available out here, and hopefully skip some of the the really painful parts that yeah. my myself and my family went through, um, just trying to to get through and just live day to day with with mental illness. Yeah. So um, I'm glad you touched on that because there's a couple of things I want to ask you, but I want to first take you back to 20 years ago. You said you uh, was a I recovery. Did. Yes, um, I'm a recovering alcoholic. And uh, 20, yeah, 20 years ago, I don't, I had a high bottom. I'm considered a high bottom alcoholic, but um, my bottom was that, I'll say, I'll, I'll back up a moment. Um, I learned that you could avoid a hangover if you just had a, a hair of the dog. So the hair of the dog is what bit me later on. Um, you end up being perpetually intoxicated because mm. you're constantly drinking to try to avoid a hangover. And my bottom was the day that I couldn't make it into work because I was too drunk. Mm. And my husband actually had to call for me. And that was just like, that was totally unacceptable and life had to change. So um, from then I ended up going to rehab and I'm sharing stuff here. I don't share. I've never shared before yeah. um, openly this detail. So uh I just realized now that's part of breaking the stigma of mental illness is talking about it. And I was actually adding to the problem by not sharing about it. So I've decided, hey, it's it's all coming out. I'm going to talk about all of it because we we need healing now. No, and thank you for sharing that because that is very important. And and I'm also um, learning how to open up about my mental Mm -hmm. health as well, especially taking this CAP class. Um, You know, I feel like I have a safe place to go to and talk now. Yeah, like at, awesome. at first, um, and it's crazy because like this week, uh, we're t- our lesson is about listening. You know, we're talking about how how do we listen actively and empathetically. Um, and my whole thing is when I never used to talk to people is because I got turned off about when I used to try to talk to people and they really wasn't listening. Yes. You know, so yeah. all this week we've been talking about how how well do we really listen to people. And I was watching it's funny because I was watching this show this morning. Um, this uh one of my crime shows that I like to watch. That's a drama uh, about an FBI uh, agent and um her brother. The episode quite f- funny is the her, the episode this morning was about her brother has mental health issues and her sister kept saying, "Hey, you know, we need to talk to him." And she's like, "No, he just needs to grow up and accept what the world is." Blah blah blah. Right. But then at the end of the episode, you know, um, he had did something. Um, and he, I think he robbed like a. Uh, he had a breakdown you know, at a restaurant, and she finally like woke up and was like, "Oh." Like mental health is really real, but it it just reminded me of how, when I used to reach out to people and it's not like reaching out, Hey, I need help. That's not how it works. We don't do that. We try to talk to you and it's in our conversation that you really have to listen to what we're saying. And people used to always say, you know, um, I'm there for you call me anytime. And I used to do that. Used to call people, but then they wasn't there. And so that was a turnoff for me. Yes. And for a long time, I used to just like, you know what, I'm just not going to talk to nobody no more. And up until recently, that's how I was. It wasn't until I started this class to where I really started opening up and like, okay, you know what, I need to try this again because I really do need to keep that, you know, social communication going. I'm so interested in hearing about CAP, too, because I haven't heard about that before. But you touched on something that's just huge is I think we all as a society need to open up more and we need to really ask people how they're doing and not just like an empty how you doing and just hear, oh, fine, we're doing great. Like really have some compassion and really listen and really connect. 
Yeah. I think that's one thing. Yeah. We're not connecting. It's it's all very fake. It's all very fast. Right. Is all get to the next appointment. And and there's and most people that that are struggling, you know, look like look like us. And they look, you know, putting on a happy face and you don't think anything twice about it. Yeah. But there's there's a lot of pain usually layered in there. It is. And we and need to get to it. One of the um, four things that we was talking about is being active, passive, and, um, and and you went through this program, so you know kind of know what I'm talking about: destructive and constructive. Constructive is. Um, and one of the things that I found out that I'm always getting is the active destructive where um, it's passive constructive, really. Um, this quiet, low energy support when people, when you are talking to them, they saying, oh, that's nice. That's sweet. You know, and it's like really low energy. Like it's really, you know, um, yes. passive constructive. And then they're really not listening. Absolutely. One hundred percent. And I think that's what that I really try to, when I'm talking to somebody, I really am, I try to be all there with them, right. you know, like connect emotionally. And I, and I think even just a little bit, if, if anybody can just open up a little and just share a little bit of their own experience and then listen, that's, it, you know, it, it's really about just being present. A hundred percent. Be present, you know, as you know, I, it, it's, 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 it's really active, constructive, authentic and um, support asking for more details and that leads to capitalizing tell me more you know yes. or just you know empathizing with them yeah. yeah absolutely and I love how you're breaking that down too these are really good questions and these are things that I think I just I kind of have a natural gift at that I'm able to mm-hmm. connect with people in that way um, but I notice there's a lot of people that that don't have that and right. they're awkward and don't know what to say and feel uncomfortable and because of that it's maybe that they don't want to connect they don't know how to connect right and, and you know, it's like um, how, and I'm going to let you talk because I know. I know, I'm you, fine. <laughs> I know you know, I'm sometimes going. I talk too much. And no, you don't because. I jump in at the right time. You you taking this course, and so you have a lot of uh, input on this because um, I'm, I'm just learning. And um, But what I was going to say, is, it's like how I always talk about energy. Like when you tap into energy, then you start feeling people's energy. Like I can tap into anybody's energy that walks into the room because I'm so tapped into my own energy. I can feel other people's energy. It's the same way when you're listening to someone. You can tell when someone's not really listening or they're not present. That's why I brought up pre- being present. Like I can literally tell when someone's not being present. Yes. Yeah. Like even though like I actually this morning I had a phone call with somebody and I could tell they wasn't listening to me. And, you know, I'm, I'm not mad at that person because I, I could tell they was, you know, probably doing a million things, whatever. But it's like they really wasn't listening to me because I was actually explaining to them what was going on, you know, the house, the car, because they asked me. Right. Yes. And that goes back how we always talk about when you ask somebody, hey, yeah, how's it going? Like, be ready for the response. Don't just ask to be, you know, um, what is it? Just be polite. Yeah, like, exactly. be ready for that response because people really need to start telling, like, no, how do you really feel? And I was, so someone asked me, you know, hey, how was the car? How, how are you doing this morning? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, and, but I could tell they wasn't present because yeah. they, like, I went on to the conversation and their response, it, I could tell by their response because they was like, so, like, they had brought up something that I said, like, 10 minutes prior. And I was like, so you just missed 10 minutes of the whole mm. conversation. Yeah. But I let it go. I didn't say nothing. It was like. It hurts, I, though. It hurts. It, it does. Especially because, when you're really, you really want to talk. Yeah. And they're just not there. It, right. it feels empty. It feels kind of lonely. Yeah. But I think when you are um, allowing yourself to express, it brings also a different type of awareness to yourself. You know, even though that you might think that person's not listening, you know, at that, at least you're kind of listening to yourself while you are expressing all of this. Yeah. Um, And then be able to kind of reflect. Um, It is healthy to be, um, connected to your feelings and be aware of it Mm -hmm. you know i think we struggle even more when we just are oblivious to it right Mm -hmm. and are like no everything is fine you know and not allowing anyone to just kind of um uh i guess understand where you're coming from um so i wouldn't say don't don't take it too too you know no, so so in, in our um, Zoom uh, class that we had the other day, um, one of the uh, I forgot her name teachers asked me a question. She was like, you know, how I said earlier, what's working well with you? Or she said, what's working well in your, you know, your learnings of this week? And I said, the one thing that I'm really learning is identifying my triggers. Yes. Right? So like this morning, like I. Even though I didn't take it personal, 
like I did feel a certain way, like you said, yes. it, it hurt. And a so trigger, yeah. I took that, but at the same time, I didn't go into anger or anything like that. Yeah. I just said, you know what? It's okay. I spoke up. I was expressing myself. If they didn't hear it, that's fine. It's okay. That's perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. perfect. And I will say I lost both of my parents recently and I, my mom about two and a half years ago and st- went to therapy because I was always the person that uh, I strive. I'm a go-getter. I'm, right. you know, I'm a real estate agent out here. So I'm constantly hustling, trying to get things going. So I would just compartmentalize and stuff my feelings like they weren't there and I didn't, I didn't need them. Like mm-hmm. I'm a machine or something right. that catches up with you after a while. It does. Uh, so I'm, as I'm learning in, in therapy, you, it's really important to acknowledge, give that feeling a name, like what am I feeling? And that's actually something I really have to consider because I just, I'm just upset or I'm just frustrated. And then I realized there's like a couple of feelings that I'd go to all the time, anger, frustration, and I would miss all this other spectrum. <laughs> so yeah. it was just like a, as a habit of going to those things. But it's really interesting as you delve into yourself and, and the world of emotion, we all are an emotional, emotional beings. Mm-hmm. Right. We're missing a part of our, ex- our experience here by not acknowledging that in it. It's growth. I got to commend right. you. It's really, that's growth that you were able to walk through that. That's what I'm learning in my well, therapy you. experience. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I used to go to therapy um, year, a few years ago, well, maybe five years ago. I used to go, um, I took like a just a therapy uh, session and I went for a whole year and mm-hmm. um, it did wonders. And it was funny because I think I told this story before. I actually went just to prove a point because somebody said you need therapy. I was like, no, I don't. I went and took a, a session. And then I fell in love with it. Yeah. So it ended up being a whole year session where I just wanted to really go like one weekend just to prove a point that yeah. I didn't need it, but I actually did. But what, one of the main things that I took away from that therapy session is, um, and I, and I need to call him, uh, I check in with him like once a year now, but That's I need to great. call him. And cause he always told me this quote, it said buried, buried, um, emotions or feelings or something like that. Never die. Like they're always there. Yes. And he said, at some point, he said, the, the, the longer you hold on to something or bury something, the bigger the explosion. At yes. some point, it's going to come up. Right. It's not, yeah. it's not dead. Yes. They're buried alive, but it's not dead. At some point, it's going to be an explosion. Yeah. And it, and man, I'm sorry. And, no, no, it fine. manifests itself in, in ways like an illness in our yeah. body, um, tension. I was constantly getting headaches. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, you know, that energy has got to go somewhere. Yeah. So yeah. it's good to learn how to get it out healthy. But I think that's what therapy is, is conversation. Yeah. In reality, I mean, they're not really giving you these these answers that you seek for. In reality, it comes through conversation. Mm. Um, oh, that's 100%. why it's so important to express what you're feeling, you know, label what it is that's happening, and be aware of that. And it's okay, I think, sometimes to even give yourself a few days, you know, to really process it. But it's never okay to live in it. You know, at some point you got to kind of pull out. So, yeah, I love the fact that you did touch on therapy. I think that it's something that there's so much stigma behind it. It's like, I'm not going to go to therapy because there's nothing wrong. No, it's actually um, I think we should all be um, exercising that because we should be having conversations. And if you don't really have someone that you can rely on yeah you know uh therapy is always something needed or I, I i shouldn't say needed but i think it's something that we should all at some point experience i agree with you 100 yeah. percent, and i'm so glad we're talking about this yeah. too because oh, yeah. i think what do most people think of when they think of therapy yeah. or counseling it, for me it's just it's somebody else giving me a third party listening yeah. to me and then giving me some tools um, my coping tools, yeah. different ways of looking at things, different ways of dealing with things. And yeah. what's, you know, what's wrong with that? Yeah, it would, it would always give me a different, like, um, perspective on things like, yeah. oh, well, I guess, you know, I didn't think things through. Right. <laughs> or I just jumped a gun or right. whatever. And, and you know, like, yeah. for, for instance, like when someone told me I needed it, um, I think a lot of, and, and I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that, it's the fear, right? Because when you do think of going to a therapist, you think of, okay, they're going to have me talk about my emotions and all this, and all this stuff is going to come out, right? And it's that fear of letting it out. But like how you just said, it's a good thing because yeah. they, oh, they yeah. make you look at it from a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and yeah. once you start talking about it and you start seeing it from a different perspective, it's not scary at all. 
Not at it's all. It's like eye-opening. It's like, oh, wow. It's like one of aha moments. Yeah. Like, oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I've learned the best way to deal with fear is just to open that closet and get over it mm. <laughs> like real yeah. quick. Just pull yeah. it out. Because once you get it in the light, it's, it's not as scary. It's once right. we kind of keep hiding it and covering it up and burying it that it gets, it just kind of festers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then we beat ourselves up because only we really know it exists. You know, right. we think everyone's going to know. Yes. Everyone sees it. You know, it's like the world is, is, is ending or caving in on us. Right. But. It's just us. It is. It is. It's just us. Yeah. Us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being human. <laughs> so, so where, where did your, I want, I want to take you back again. Um, at what, what age was you when you started like really caring about like mental health? What age? What was it? Well, let me ask you this then. It wasn't at a young age. I don't know if it was at a young age. No, I think it started after I got sober. I think that was when all the whole, so, the discovery mm. of, of why I wasn't, I was drinking because I was trying to make myself feel better and cover up all these feelings I had. Mm-hmm. And when you took away the alcohol, I was left with all the feelings and I had to right. figure out another way. So I think that that's what really started it. And then I really got into like more self-help. I'm super, I love self-help stuff. I love, I love, I love figuring out why things are, how they work, and mentally, not not taking apart a car. Right. <laughs> I want to no, do that. So, so I, I, I got to ask you this, and you don't have to speak on it if you don't want to, because we already okay. talked about that. Um, only to talk about you know when you're comfortable. Um, but your journey did start when you was young age, because you started drinking for a reason. I did right. So I your did. journey started at a young age. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's a great question, too. And it did. I, I can't I think it was the way you asked me before. I wasn't right, right. really thinking about it. I, let's just say I was reacting to my environment at a very mm-hmm. young age. Right. And I came from a long line of addicts and alcoholics um, and mental illness. And so basically I was in, in a, just an environment where people were like bouncing off of each other and just like reacting badly to everything. Right. It just wasn't a good scene. But that's I could say that's most people's issues and they don't realize it because they think of their environment is like oh no this is where i grew up this is home this is family right but you know what sometimes those environments aren't good for you you have to get out of your environment to change because the longer you stay in that environment because i was the same way i mean at the age of 14 i left my environment because i was like i didn't like what was going on and i found i took the leap I i don't know where i got the courage from all that i took the leap and i just moved out of the neighborhood and found something else. Well, and somebody kind of showed me, but I was grateful for that. That yeah. somebody actually showed me that there's a different way. There's there's other things other than your little environment. Yes. There's a different world out there. And that was me too. I think at a very young age, I really wanted to learn how to get out there and make money and survive and support myself. That I wasn't happy with my upbringing. I wasn't happy. I wasn't satisfied. I knew that there was more. Right. So and that that kind of gave me the drive and dedication and determination to pull out and go do my own thing. And see, and right. So like even like for me, um, I did the same thing. I buried everything that was happening to me when I was young age, growing up in the hood, right? But I went out there and I, I was on my, been on my own since I was fourteen. So I, I became a hustler real fast. I had to like survive on my own. I think that's why I'm like how I am now. Like I'm a go getter. Like I just yeah. go get it. Like how I've never worked on cars before. This week I said I'm going to do it. I YouTube all kind of videos <laughs> and I did it. Right. Wow. But that's just how I am. Um, but at the same time, it's a gift and a curse. Right. Because the, the curse part of it is at a young age, I buried everything thinking I can control everything, thinking I can fix everything. And it wasn't because I just didn't talk. I just threw it behind me. It was like, oh, no, I'm strong. I can I can take care of this. And it, it hurt me as a, a young adult because I started acting out started hurting people that I really loved. And I didn't realize that up until like maybe a few years ago, maybe four or five years ago when I started doing my mindset training. I was like, wow, I hurt a lot of people, including like my kids and, you know, my ex-wife. Like I hurt a lot of people and I didn't realize that because you don't realize yeah, that. You think you're fixing everything and you're just being a man of the house and like you, you don't see the hurt. Yeah, absolutely. No, I had like a, a trail of destruction, I could say too, is I took all that that I was leaving and because I didn't have any coping skills or a way to deal with it, mm-hmm. um, I just started drinking and um, I was t- I was doing the same thing, the same behavior that I left, I created in my new family. And uh, I often say I wish I could go back 
and redo all that because I, I would be a completely different parent today as I was back then. Right. But, um, yeah, we all learn from it, though. Yeah. But, you know, I, um, I'm sorry, I know you're don't, not talking much today. No, it's fine <laughs> to me. It's, it's, you know, to kind of just, I guess, comment on that. It's, it's lessons. You know, they're yes. really not failures. There's, there's just lessons, yeah. you know, in life. And sometimes we have to go through certain things. Not only that, but to be able to tell your story, to be able to um, give someone that, that guidance, that hope, or, you know, uh, just that understanding that everything's going to be okay at some point. Yeah. Right. And that's, I think, and I know I was going to piggyback off that because what I, what I say is that I don't regret anything that I went through because it made me who I am today. Right. right. Even though, yeah, I, I wish I could have done things differently, but it actually made me who I am today. You know, and like my first wife, um, we're, I have two kids with her. We're good friends. We was married for 25 years. And I used to tell her a lot that, you know, um, if I had the twos that I have now, I would have saved our marriage. Wow. Right? It took me to leave the marriage to get these twos. So it's kind of like a catch-22. Exactly. Right? Like, damn. Like, I wish I had this back then. But, I, you know, I had to leave to get these twos. Because if I would have stayed, 100%, I wouldn't have never got to where I am now. Yeah. You know, um, Wednesday, we have the youth um, leadership. So I'm also part of that. And this past weekend, we were talking about authenticity and character traits. You know, and one of the one of the, the kids asked, like, what is that? You know, like, what is a character trait? Like, he didn't really understand that. And um, it just kind of brought that awareness. Like, you know, at at their age, it's true. I you know, like we all say that if I would have known the things that I know now, I probably would things would be different. But that just is not our reality. Right. Exactly. We can't live right. in that. What if? But um, like I told this child, because a lot of them are still a little bit very timid. You know, they're not sure. It's like, should I share? Should I not share? Um, do I participate? And um, I kind of had like a side conversation with one of the tables. And then he felt comfortable enough asking me, like, what does this mean? What does that mean? I love it. And then I told him, you know, I it's okay to not know any of this. Right. I said, because at some point it was new to me as well. However, I did realize that if I would have known this at your age right now, things would be very different, you know, and, and sometimes it's okay to just be like, hey, you know, I, I guess I had to kind of yeah. go through that. But I, get, I was just kind of quiet because I'm, list, I'm taking all of this in and it's reassuring me like, you know, working with the youth and just being able to kind of give them back these tools our future is going to be okay. It's going to be pretty bright, but um, we do need to have these conversations. Oh, 100%. We do need to be vulnerable and let people know like, hey, you know what? I didn't always have it all figured out because some of our, our some of the youth or even, you know, people in the early 20s, they're still like, well, you have it all together. You know, like right. you're so successful. You're, you know, you have all of this going on, but you have no idea what I've been through. You have no idea the things that I've experienced, you know? Exactly. And, um, you know, going back to this, having this this space, creating this conversation, hopefully it's able to really, you know, give someone that that sense of hope, like, hey, it's, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know? But, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm not mad at the youth that they don't know it, right? Because... Right. It's part of all our journeys. Like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure all of us when we were like you just said, yeah. like we didn't oh, we didn't too. know none of this stuff, right? No. Me too. But think about it: if we did, right, our our journeys would be different. Right. And what would we have learned? We wouldn't yeah. have been able to, you know, understand what empathy is, compassion, yeah. none of this stuff, yeah. right? We because we all have these emotions. And what I learned also learned in therapy is every emotion is really healthy. Even anger is healthy. It's the aggression part that's not healthy. Yes. But being angry is healthy. It's okay to say, hey, you know what? You, yeah. you pissed me off today. Yeah. You know, but if I came at you aggressively, then that's the unhealthy part. Right. But I should be able to say, you know what, Diana? Like what you said today really hurt me and I'm kind of anger angry about it. Yeah. It's okay to be angry. That's yeah. a healthy emotion. We're supposed to understand what all these emotions are supposed to be. So when you are youth, that's why sometimes I'm not mad at the youth like, because it's their journey. Yeah. At some point, something's going to click. And regardless if they're 
20, 50 year olds, it's something's going to click at some point, but that's just their path. And they're going to understand that. And then they're going to be able to turn around and try to help other yeah. people. Or even yeah. for a child to tell a parent, like, you really hurt me. Because a lot of, um, you know, adults our age now wish that they could have told their parent, like, hey, you were really hurting right. me at that point. Or what you were doing was really hurting me. You know, so I'm, I'm glad that some of these kids are learning that communication skill. Yeah. Like to set those boundaries, oh gosh, you know, great. my grandson actually said to his mom the other day, he's three years old, that uh, grandpa, papa hurt my feelings. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so awesome. Yeah. Like who, and, and then we talked about it. Oh, so what did papa say that hurt your yeah. feelings? And I guess it was the way he um, locked him into the car seat or something. He wasn't talking to him through it and he was just doing it. I'm like, yeah. that's really, yeah, that's great. Right. Yeah. Cause um, like my parents' generations, like you're a child, what do you know? With yeah. your child. Oh, you just sit there and be quiet. Yeah. You know, you're seen but not heard. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And I think we've had conversations about that. Right. And it's beautiful how a child could say, like, why weren't you talking to me? You know, because a lot of people don't talk or, you know, don't create those conversations or even at dinner. Like, yeah. how was your day? Let's just, like, get it all out. You know, a lot of people just go on day after day after day just keeping it all in, keeping yeah. it all in, hoping it could have just. Well, what I, I always know. say, well, I always, yeah. I always say that um, at a young age, we was always taught only speak when you're spoken to, but yes. we was never spoken to. Oh. Exactly, because yeah. we're supposed to be quiet. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're never taught. We're exactly. never taught we're these never tools, taught that, yeah. you know, and how to how to communicate and how to deal with your feelings. Because well, especially for men. Yeah. That's not manly. Right. You know, yeah. you're not supposed to cry. You're supposed not supposed to be tough. Emotions. Supposed to be uh, like, yeah. That's yeah. Not, Oh, yeah. There's so much stigma behind that. And, you know, it's that's why I think at, like later on, men are like, I don't know how to process what you're feeling. You know, like yeah. I was always told no, to and, just. And you know, yeah. what, to be honest with you, and I think that's one of the things that I'm struggling with not right now, even though like I'm being more open about my feelings. Yeah. And, and even lately on this show, I've been, you know, opening up more. But sometimes even though in my mind I say, OK, I, I want to talk about something. I don't know how to express it. And sometimes when I'm talking, I don't know if it's coming out correctly. Yeah. Right. Emotions are kind of messy, though. You know what I mean? So I don't know <laughs> if you can actually express it the right way. Right. Like, I think I think you just go on your gut. You go off your heart and you right. just do it. Just and do if it. you didn't like the way it landed, <laughs> right. do it differently next time. But I think I think it's nothing is is sexier to me than someone that is open and honest and authentic yeah. and just kind of raw. I have I have so much respect for that. Yeah. So I, I really think it's awesome what you yeah. guys are doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I, I love how you said the authentic. One of the one one of the questions was that, you know, like how are you authentic? Mm-hmm. And they didn't no, although one answer was being real. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, but what does being real mean? You know? I go, does it how would you describe authentic with being real? And it, you know, and he was just like, I, I don't know how to put it together. And I was like, maybe just being original, like doing something that only you do. Yes. And they're like, yeah, you know, but it was beautiful to see how his mind just was like, oh, okay. isn't that great? It's like a little I, flower you just yeah, opened up. <laughs> I didn't know that I can do that. I was always told that I had to wear mm. this, eat this, you know, say this. Um, you know, go wherever they say I have to go kind of deal. So and I think that lines up with psychological safety, but it does, you know, I love it. That's why I'm super excited when there are, um, you know, wellness um, events here in our community. It keeps families together, um, you know, something to do. Like this weekend, it's a long weekend. I'm like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? It's like, do I have to drive down the hill? (laughs) I don't even know what I should have looked to see what's going on this weekend. But this is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month Mm -hmm. is May. So there's all kinds of events going on um, right now. I think everybody's going on vacation this week. They're going for a long three day weekend. Something much needed. Well, school's out. You know, um, well, it will. I think for some schools, they have started. I know next week um, for a lot of the high school and junior high, um, you know, and not only that, but bringing awareness to that. um, I feel that a lot of our youth, a lot of even um, moms, you know, stay at home moms might be struggling with everyone home. 
you know, um, having to now feed everyone all three meals oh kind of goodness. deal. So this is great to kick off the summer, you know, having it being on Saturday, June the 3rd. This is a great um, way for some families to kick off. And will there also be like resource? Yeah, yes, right. Yes, I want to, if go. I don't, if you don't mind, we're going to no, have, please. like I mentioned, tons of raffles. Yeah. We're going to have food trucks there, several food trucks. I think maybe we have five or six feet. Um, they're going to be there. Um, lots of mental health resources. And uh, that's primarily, we're going to have some vendors um, outside of mental health, but primarily we wanted to have it focused in on yeah. um, resources for the community. Yeah. So it will have a DJ there. It'll be lots of fun. Hey. Face painting for the kids. I think we also have some games and things like that for the kids too. Yeah. So it'll be. And it this be is a all day. a free event besides all the food event. trucks and the vendors. Of right? course, yeah. we're, it's a free event. Of course, we're a nonprofit, so we're always looking for donations. If anybody wants to make a donation, we certainly would would be uh, very happy with that. Perfect. And do you want um, them to be uh, registered before? Or it's okay on the day of? Um, we would absolutely prefer, if they could, to register online. Um, the lake is asking that we have waivers filled out. Okay. Um, so that would be easier if they do it online. Yeah. So perfect. online at your website? So oh. I would say online at um, liveoakmentalwellnessproject.com. You can get the link um, there and you can apply. Or I'm sorry, you could... Um, register yeah i'm seeing this take action for mental health uh, la county this logo i've seen it a lot i know we were at the dodger game for the mental health um day and i saw that logo so i've seen it a lot my heart just you know it's it's full knowing that we're getting the resource we're getting the help um you know especially coming out of pan the pandemic I know um, there was a lot of people that were struggling in a languishing oh, yeah. state. So getting out and walking, let's let's kick off the summer bods, right? Let's, oh, absolutely. Let's walk. We will yeah. actually have this event timed, too. So if there, we have some hardcore runners and out, athletes out there, this is an event for you, too. Oh. I just want to say you don't have to. Um, <laughs> you don't have to take part in any of that. But if you want to, you've got that option as well. And yeah. I'm glad you brought up that Take Action logo. We, yeah. I told you we were founded in October. We actually just got our first grant. Oh, wow. And it was through the Take Action LA oh, good. and yeah. Department of Mental Health. So that grant is, is paying for this event. Oh, so, congratulations. So thank you very much. And we're very excited about it. Yeah. So, so what, is, um, what is the bigger picture for Live Oak? Um, it is just our bigger picture is to open, hopefully open up doors by this fall so we can start working with the public and providing um, resources and connecting people. Uh, the primary focus is to connect um, individuals with available mental health resources out here in the Antelope Valley and beyond. Would love to be able to create something here in the Antelope Valley that we can take city to city and um, just have it uh, duplicatable. Um, so we also would like to have like a, a teen or an area for kids um, to hang out and have a free open space to communicate and um, just be safe, a, a safe space for them. Would love to do some type of uh, yoga, um, like a holistic methods for mental health yeah. and uh, life coaching. I have this vision of a life coaching meld with counseling, um, uh, a certain modality of counseling. Um, uh, melded together and then be able to provide those type of services so that people can, you know, open their mind up, look at things a little bit differently. I'm right. all about expanding your mind and your mindset and, you know, acknowledging ourselves and our yeah. feelings and stuff a little bit more, but yeah. making that, you know, more available for especially our youth, but even we've got, you know, a major homeless issue out here in in my vision, I would love to somehow be able to create something to help them as well, but I realize you can't you can't, you can't drag a horse to the water kind of right. thing. You've, it's gotta, you've got to have some cooperation and people wanting it yeah. uh, for it to work. Well, yeah, I mean, I said that, um, I think when, uh, uh, who was here? Uh, Jacqueline Diaz was here. We, she was on a show, and we was talking about suicide prevention. Because um, I was watching this. Uh, I watch TV a lot. <laughs> I was watching this show one time, and I, I brought this up before, how this one guy was sitting in a lobby of a um, – uh, was a mental health center and uh, oh no it was a rehab center sorry and um, the lady the, I guess his whoever he was waiting for never showed up so she was like uh, like are you waiting for someone he was like yeah she was like you know um, rehab is for people who want it not for people who need it 
And it's true. Yeah. Like all these, re- and you know, I feel the same way with these resource centers. Like you got yeah. to have to want it. Right. Like they're there, but you got to have to want There's it. There's so many. Right. Exactly. And so even when we had um, Yvonne on the show with, uh, oh my God, I forget his name, with the um, Army or Marines. Oh, um, What's John, Javi? No. no. I know it starts with the J. You know it's Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. But anyways, he, he kind of uh, opened our eyes to certain things. Like people are military, right? When they come home, yes. you know, a lot of them are homeless. But he said, you know what? A lot of them, their home is on the street. Because that's where they've been the last 10, 20 years. They've been fighting wars in, in, in all these deserts and mountains. Like So on the street is their home. So for you to try to put them in a home, if they're not ready for that, or if they're not like re, uh, re, put re-entry. back into yeah. re-entry into the world, into yeah. that type of environment, then that's why some, he said, that's why some of them are out there. That's where they prefer to be. There's, that's like their safe space. But we don't think about that. We no. think about, oh, no, let's get you into a home because we're yes. in a home. Yes. But we're not thinking about their mental health and what their, where their safe space is. And meeting yeah. them where they're at, right. too. Because I know there's a lot of people, too, that can't handle the daily grind like we can. Can't handle having the overhead of the, the amount of bills right. and being responsible for a vehicle and putting gas in it and getting it fixed. And, you know, all of those those things that we a lot of us just do naturally, right. that's overwhelming. It is. To many. Especially yeah. since someone that's, again, that's been in war or not even in war, but just in that type of environment for years yes they just can't expect to come back and just be like be like us again yeah yeah so yeah i always thought there was something i don't know what the military and i might be speaking out of turn here but they spend all this time building up our military to get them out there to to do a job to kill you know but what are they doing with them after to try to get them back no and, you know? and, and we've had a couple of people on the show that, that that's part of the military that said that um they really need to work on their uh, re-entry program that's a word for it and, yes. and, I, and I talked to a lady um that actually was a part of that program and she said they definitely need to work on it and they said they try it but she said it's just hard um because when some military people they they get back to the states the first thing they do is they go um home or wherever they're from and so they they bypass that whole entry part oh i see so it's not it's not really mandatory that they go through these programs and maybe it should be mandatory I maybe before it, yes. you go wherever you like go back to la or wherever you was from maybe you need to spend six months in some type of program before you actually go, go back mm-hmm. but they're so once they get off that plane she says they're so happy to be back that they just go yeah so that's interesting. That's definitely something that a conversation to yeah. have and something to think about. So I, I mean, I see it from both both parts. So it is, some, but it is something that they really need to start like focusing on and work harder on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, it's not something that is um, at that point they feel that it's needed, mm-hmm. but it really is. It is. You know, it, it really is. is. You have to put it into play. And but like you were saying, there are programs. There's so many. They just have to want it. Yes, you know, like and that's I, the key, really. Right. And sometimes even with mental health, sometimes people think, well, I don't need it. I'm okay. Everything's okay. It's you know, like, it reminds me of um, yeah. this quote I'm, I'm constantly seeing nowadays on uh, Instagram about, re- like, relationships. Um, you work so hard to get your partner, right? But once you have them, then you don't work to keep it. Mm. So, like in the military, yeah. you work so hard to get people in here, but after that, it's like, yeah, where's the energy now? You're on your own. Yeah, you're on your own. own. But I think we take advantage of that. Like, we work so hard to get the things we want, and once we have it, we don't work as hard to keep these things. To keep it. Yeah, that's true. That's really true. No, I really just love that you guys are here having these conversations. I think we need to have more of this. Oh, absolutely. We absolutely do. So, um, I know you have to go soon, so uh, you want to close us out? Yeah. So, this is with our Crusher Goals. It comes from... Dude, these names are always so intense. Simus <laughs> Haney, you know, uh, the truth, and it says, the truth and durable path into and through experience involves being true to your own saluted, salute, oh boy, true to your own secret knowledge. So I'll say it again. The true and durable path into, the, into and through experience involves being true 
to your own saluted, true to your own secret knowledge. I have no idea. But there you are. I think my takeaway from that is just be true to yourself. That's what I heard. I heard truth. <laughs> so so that is, that is kind of what we, we, t- yeah. we talked about today. Yeah. Be At some point, you got to be, yeah. be real with yourself and accept things for what they are. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a challenge yeah. <laughs> sometimes for some of us. No, it's, it's it the hardest. It's the hardest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, Michelle, uh, thank you for showing up today and coming today and telling your truth. Uh, we truly appreciate that. Congratulations on your 20 years. Oh, yes. Congratulations you. on yeah. your live, um, you. live Oak uh, Mental Wellness Project. Um, anytime you want to come back and talk about any type of project or just even come come on here and just, just have a conversation about mental health or whatever. I would love it. Thank you guys so much. You have no idea. This was very nice, and it, I really appreciate you. Is there something you want to leave us with? Yeah. And you can talk about that again. The run walk. Yeah, yeah, let's let's do it then. Let's let's talk live Please. oak mental wellness five k run walk on June third. Registration starts at seven forty five. It ends at noon, um, and it's going to be a beautiful day. It's a beautiful lake, yeah. and if anything, I have I have solved the world's problems and gotten through some pretty tragic times in my life walking around that lake. So there's something pretty magical and special about that place. Beautiful. So I would love for everyone to check it out. All right, and go uh, check them out on Instagram at Live Oak Mental Wellness Project or LiveOakMentalWellnessProject.com. And what are you going to leave us with, Mike? Nothing. What? <laughs> I left you out a lot of stuff. What's going on? Yeah, I know you did. No, I did. I yeah. did. I opened Thank up you. a lot. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank for you. For having my back today. Thank you for that, too. Absolutely. Yeah. You know I got you. <laughs> Shout out to your husband. How are you doing? He's good. Is, 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 is he, uh, he's liking it so far? Or? It's fine. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm happy for you guys. Though. <laughs> this Thank is this you. is a, a great opportunity, so I'm, I'm happy. I know it's, it's going to be a rough one for a couple of weeks, but I'm, be good. I, uh, I'm looking forward to the the rewards of it. Yeah. So. Thank you. Anyways. <laughs> thank you again Michelle and we look forward to having you back sometime soon um, you guys have any other projects you're working on or just just, that, right just this one right now this is all consuming right. so yeah <laughs> so talk to me after June 3rd you June. got it <laughs> now you got it all right, even you. then a week yeah. give me a week yeah <laughs> alright we out of here you guys all right. be you, well guys be well thank you